Welcome to the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Please discard unnecessary fees and expenses before going through security. Check your emergency fund at the gate and securely stow your well-conceived portfolio in the overhead bin. And when we reach cruising altitude, remember, you are now free to move about retirement. Hey everybody, welcome into the Retirement Pilot Podcast. Thanks for tuning into this episode. And uh, we are in to the, uh, I don't know, what, third, fourth week of April here. And we are going to do a coronavirus update conversation with Steve, as usual, my partner, as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement. Steve, buddy, how you doing? Doing great. Hanging in there, everybody okay? Everybody's good. Everything's going fine. Good, good. Good to hear. So, as I mentioned, you know, we're, we're after Easter at the time we're taping this. We're actually about a week away from May, and it seems as though uh, stimulus checks have been going out. Some people are getting them. Some people still haven't. Uh, it seems as though their state's starting to have real conversations about opening the doors, things of that nature, at least in various ways. Um, I, I know everybody's on edge about a lot of stuff. How's things in your area? People on uh, people getting a little frustrated there as well? I think a little bit. I think some people are starting to get frustrated. Some of the business owners I've talked to who are who have been shut down essentially right. are starting to, to get that way because cash flow obviously is almost gone to nil. Yeah. The and PPE's it, out already, so they're they're arguing over that again, right? So Yeah, and, and some have gotten it, some have not. Yep. And you know, and it's only gonna last them a couple of months. Yeah, and yeah. what are they going to do after that? And all the lost revenue they've had basically since uh, March, it's going to be a tough go for them for a while, but hopefully some of them can make it. I've, I read an article uh, last night about a, a fairly established place here in, in town, mm-hmm. but they've just decided they're going to close up. They've just said, no, we can't do it anymore. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. Well, speaking of, of business, uh, how about you? How about your clients? How are they doing through this? Uh, I know you've obviously you've been quite busy, just like a lot of advisors, you know, over the last couple of weeks, you know, talking to clients, you know, obviously a couple of weeks ago when we had the, the crazy daily market moves. It seems to be now at the time we're taping this, it'll go up 2% and it'll go down 2%. We're not seeing the 10, 12% days, but we are, we're seeing, I, I guess that's a bit of normalcy or at least a little bit better anyway. How, yeah, I've, I've been talking to mine um, and most of them, uh, I haven't had anybody freak out or, or do anything. They're concerned. That's good. Fortunately, the way that we have structured their plans, some of their money is safe, can't go anywhere, but up, can't go down. Some of their money is volatile, right? but we, we balance it out and they're fairly confident with it. Um, and so I've been pretty fortunate um, with that. So not a lot of adjustments for those existing clients then, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you good. can't, free, you know, one of the, the biggest problems is that if they don't have a solid plan or know why they have their plan, they tend to freak out and sell right, and go to right. cash. And, and, and I can understand that if all your money is quote in the stock market, you do. I mean, that's sure. a natural yeah. reaction. Right. But the worst part is you can do that, but when are you going to get back in? You've locked in your loss. Now, when are you going to get back in? Right. And then a lot of people will not get back in until things have recovered. That's I've heard that. Yeah, I want to uh, wait until things calm down. <laughs> yeah, like, well, that means it's come back up and now you're getting back in. And a lot of times what right. happens is, like you're saying, these up and down markets that are happening, you know, you get a 2% down, let's just say. Gotcha. And then the next day, that's when you sell. Well, then the next day you get a 2% or 3% rise. Well, right. that's when you buy in. Right, right. You just bought in at the high. So you, you got to have a plan. And if your objectives haven't changed and your goals haven't changed, don't change your plan. 
Um, well, we build portfolios and, and plans taking into account that we're going to have maybe nothing like this, but some type of black swan event, as they call it, a you know, something that comes out of the out of the blue. Right. Well, now, obviously, we, we you know we can hear the phone in the background there a little bit. You're, you know, you're at the office. You're able to go in. You're by yourself. So you're social distancing, <laughs> which is good. Right. Uh, but you're able to do that. And we were talking a little bit as right before we started the podcast. And uh, you just had a Zoom meeting, uh, I think, what, earlier today. You've got one later today. So, you know, embracing the technology. And that's, I would imagine, so that's talking with some new folks who are concerned. Uh, how's that going with the virtual meetings? It's a difference. Um, You know, you when you're going through the computer and you're, you know, through the cameras, it's better than than not. Um, Right. Taking some action. Yeah. Yeah. You you tend to feed off. You can get people's sense of where they are if you're person, you know, face to face. I mean, it's just the way it is. Right. Right. It's just a little bit different, learning a different way to communicate, I yeah. guess is the thing. Well, and I know people are a little hesitant and a little cautious sometimes with the technology, but, you know, we were also chatting that this may be the new norm for a while. And, you know, retirement's still going to be coming for people, or you still hope it's still coming, and you want to talk about how to get through it. You want to make sure that you have plans in place if you don't, or or a lot of people are looking for second opinions now because they're not sure how this, you know, the last seven or eight weeks has affected them. And so, you know, trying to get comfortable. It was almost like when we first all started to get comfortable with the fact that we were going to do more online banking. Like I thought about my my wife used to forever in a day. She's like, I am not doing any of that. I don't trust it. Well, now she does everything that way, right? Eventually you get to the point where you start to accept the technology. And I think for a lot of folks, pre-retirees or retirees, that's something they may have to get comfortable with because this may be the new norm for a while doing things virtually. I think you're right. And it's going to be harder, I think, for the advisor like me. I mean, I'm, I'm very much like to be in front of people. Right. And a lot more prep work, I'd imagine for you. Oh yeah. 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 And, and just different way of communicating and, and things of that nature. So we'll all get through it. Um, you know, we adapt and, but it, it, I think you're right. I think it's for a while it's going to be because, you know, I've done a lot of workshops in, in my lifetime and I just, I'm just not certain people are going to say, oh, well, come sit in a room with 15 or 20 people right, right. Uh, to listen to you yeah. because they're just not comfortable with it. I think we'll have to kind of get people will have to be comfortable with it. You know, it was kind of like right after 2001, you know, September 11th. Sure. Yeah. Just didn't want to fly. Right. And for a while until they got comfortable with the new security system. And then people kind of got into it and felt OK with it. And up until this thing uh, happening a a few months ago, we're flying more than ever. So I think you're right. Right. Once you get it, it'll be there. So, well, and and we were, you know, I I talk to guys all across the country. I do shows with all different types of people when it comes to the podcast. And one of the things that's been surprising me uh, through this, you know, this is our coronavirus update conversation, if you will, for late April is that here now, let's say, you know, different areas are different ways, but let's say overall, it's been about seven, eight weeks. A lot of people started sheltering in place, you know, we'll call it mid, mid March, early March, uh, seemed to be the case. And I'm talking to people and they're saying that a lot of their, you know, potential clients that are reaching out to them, asking for a second opinion or some help through virtual meetings and whatnot are saying they have not been contacted by their existing advisor at all for six, seven, eight weeks now. And so that kind of, that's why I start a lot of these conversations with saying, you know, how's your communication going with your clients? Because that surprises me. And it does seem to be that a lot of it is the bigger box. I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to name names, but the bigger box companies seem to be those places that are not reaching out to their clients. Are you seeing that as well? 
Yes. Um, one of the people I'm talking to later today works for a big box and they haven't been contacted. Oh, and okay. One right. of the, and one of the issues I think here, Mark, is a lot of these big box advisory firms have thousands of clients and it's just almost impossible for all of them to contact each one. And if you're not one of the, in the top tier, then you're definitely not going to get contacted because they, it's just, the numbers are just so huge. They just can't get to everybody. Now I'm fortunate because I'm able to, I'm a boutique practice, if you right, will. Right. And I don't have three, four, 500, a thousand clients, right. uh, which allows me, it takes me time, but you know, I can get through my client list and, and talk with people and my practice is built more, a little bit more on, on personal than just a number, which you sometimes get with the big, big, uh, sure. Exactly. And when everything, and when everything was going swimmingly well, like it was, you know, I mean, again, this, you know, we all know now this downturn was incredibly fast and I think you're seeing more people reach out to folks like you, which is evident in, in the fact that you're getting calls and conversations with people who want to have these second opinion conversations because they are just a number to to a degree. And it's like, wait a minute, you know, now that we're in this pickle, I, I need to be more than just a number because it's your life. It's your retirement, you know, versus, you know, working with some company who sees, uh, you know, 3000 people or whatever the case is. Not to say that they're doing a bad job, but to your point, when everything is locked down like this, there's just a matter of sheer numbers and overload. Whereas someone like yourself with a smaller practice, um, you're able to keep that personal touch in place, talk to people, and then have these conversations, even with new customers, I think we're going to see more people looking for that because they feel like, Hey, I need to matter too, especially in this time frame where I think a lot of us feel like maybe we don't matter. Exactly. And the other part, one other thing just came to mind sure. is you're probably going to see a lot of advisors just quit because maybe, yeah. it, you know, every time we've had booms in the market, everybody gets into the business. <laughs> That's true. And, yeah. You know, it's like the real estate business. You know, everybody was in the real estate business in the, the mid 2000s, 2008 hits. They're all gone. Most of them. Right. Right. The ones who are established stayed through it. That's a great point. Then in the, in the early, you know, 2010, 11, 12, something like that, everybody else. Now everybody got back into the real estate business. Right. Right. And it's the same with the investment business. Back in the in the 80s, I can remember uh, when I first started at uh, the bank, when I got out of college, everybody was in the investment business, you know, because it was just booming. Right. 87 <laughs> hit that, you know, that yeah. that 87 that day, Black Monday, October, yeah. Black Monday hit. Every, yeah. Then boom, everybody's out of it. Then it recovers. And then in the early 90s, everybody got back into it. Yeah. And 99 hit. 2000, everybody's out. Right. And that's a good point because, I mean, people do tend to, you know, they try to look for places, the ways to make money or whatever. And you've been doing this for more than 20 years. And, and I know, again, through the conversations I've had with a lot of advisors, most of the guys I talk to have been doing this for a while. But there is some interesting statistics out there that there is a large percentage of financial advisors who prior to this never experienced a downturn. Because they were only in, they were only in the business for less than ten years, and there exactly. was a bull, there was a bull market for ten years, right? So that is kind of an interesting way to think about that. That could be another component too. It's like you want to work with someone who this maybe is not their first downturn. Exactly. <laughs> you and know. You, you also, you need to, and this is just me, and and another advisor may hear this and think I'm crazy, but a lot of other advisors overextended themselves. They have large offices with a very well appointed, not that mine's not, but kind of went overboard and they have a tremendous number of personnel and staff that they have to cover. Right. So their, their overhead is incredibly high 
And I've talked to some uh, prospective clients and they say, well, the only time the advisor calls me one, A, I have more money to put in the account or B, they're trying to sell me something. And people are smart. If they walk in and see just a unbelievably appointed office, they know they're paying for that some way. Right, right. And I think this is going to get some of them in trouble because they may have two or three offices with people in them and they're on the hook for that. And if their revenue is down by 30 or 40%, it's stressful. Yeah. No. And some of them just may say, oh, I'm out. I definitely agree with you. I think that could be a potential that we see down the way. I mean, we're going to see a lot of things change, obviously, as we continue to move forward and get to the other side of this. But I think something that people definitely should take away from it is, you know, who those that are listening to this is that we will get on the other side of it, but things will be different. And you're going to have to be willing to maybe embrace some things that you aren't quite comfortable with right away. And that's, you know, one of the reasons that, you know, we, we do this show on a regular basis. It's, you know, prior to this, it's, you know, we share this with, you send this out to existing clients and potential clients, whatever the case might be. It's like, look, there's some things that you may want to consider. You may want to think about. And if you need some help along the way, turn to a professional. It doesn't matter necessarily if it's Steve, but turn to somebody who does this, you know, for a living every day so that you can have those conversations. But if you need help, you know, Steve, you're here. That's what you're doing. Uh, and you're staying rocking and rolling and, and the virtual meetings and everything seems to be going well. So that's good. And I think that's people just are going to have to take a breath and, and realize that we need to start thinking forward. We can't think about just, today and tomorrow. And I think from a health standpoint, that's what's been on on our forefront. We have to start thinking, you know, six months, a year, 18 months down the way. Exactly. And when one of the things that that shouldn't be done are major overhauls in your plan. Right, right, right. Plans I'm reviewing of, of prospective clients, we don't have to make major changes. We need to make some tweaks, but you should never make major changes to it because for a whole host of reasons, we need to just take it slowly get them back into position, make sure what they have lines up with their goals. And then we do project out saying, okay, if we have another one of these, because we'll have something happen. And I, you and I have talked about it um, for a while. I, I said, something's going to happen. I don't know what it is, right. but something will come up and, and may not be as bad as 2008, which unfortunately this is probably just as or worse. But believe it or not, in the next 10, 15 years, we're going to have another one. of Something's going to happen. It's just the way of the world. And we need to make sure we create plans for people that can withstand these and they don't get them emotionally involved and make poor decisions. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, pandemic aside, you know, down markets happen. You know, we have whatever causes, whatever the trigger may be, you know, the housing crisis, the tech bubble. I mean, you can just go, look, these things are going to continue to arise. I think everyone hopefully is wise to that. And if you're just getting into retirement or you're a pre-retiree, you're going to see a lot of things. You know, it's like the conversation about taxes. And sometimes, you know, where do you feel taxes are going to go? You know, it's like you're going to have multiple multiple administrations. Yes, currently the taxes are low and, you know, depending on what happens in the election, maybe they stay low, but maybe they don't, you know, it's like you have to start thinking forward thinking, uh, and not even just 18 months, but you need to start thinking, you know, 10 years down the way, especially if you're talking about retirement, because you're going to see down markets, you're going to see different administrations, you're going to see all these things we just covered and having a plan, uh, hopefully a good stout plan that 
does have to be evolved. It does have to change with time. You you know, it's not a set it and forget it, right, Steve? It's something that's going to be uh, ebbing and flowing. But to your point, you want to be careful of making those major changes and be working with someone who can kind of help you identify what you need now and moving forward. Exactly. And one of the things that, that you have to, I kind of preach this, I say, look, retirement is all about income. And over the years, some investment advisors tout return and people live off of return. Well, that works well when the market's going up 10, 15, 20% a year. But when the market turns on you, you need to have that predictable, reliable, steady income to keep your lifestyle going. And you can't rely on growth. And if you rely only on growth for your portfolio or your retirement income, you're going to be in trouble when we get into situations like this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I think that's going to do it for us for this week. Anything else you'd like to mention, Steve, before we go? I think we just wanted to kind of do a, you know, just a general state of things right now. We hope everybody's well, but anything else on your mind? No, I think that's it. Just know that that things are changing, but I think we're still strong. We were strong when we went into this thing. We'll come out of it. There'll be some casualties to it. Yeah. I'm talking about businesses and things. Right. But that sometimes just is what happens and we'll, we'll get through it. And we'll move forward. Yeah. We'll be a little, uh, a little bruised and bloodied, I think when we're on the other side of this, but as, as usual, you know, we should stand back up. So, uh, that's the way you got to view things. You got to stay positive with that. Uh, so if you do have some questions, if you do have some worries, if you do have, and of course you are, we know that you do, I guess I shouldn't say that, but it's just old habits die hard. Uh, clearly there's things on your mind, you know, have a conversation with a professional like Steve, reach out to him. If you're already working with him and you, and you feel as though that you, you still want to talk to him, reach out to him. He'll, he'll be happy to talk with you. If uh, you know someone who needs to hear this message, share the podcast with them. We'd certainly appreciate it. Um, just have them search the retirement pilot. Just uh, You can go to the website. You can uh, send it to them via social media. We make it pretty easy for you. You can go to wealthpartnerskc.com. That's wealthpartnerskc.com. And uh, you can find the podcast links there. Or again, like I said, whether it's on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever, just type in the retirement pilot. You can find it that way and subscribe to the show. Reach out to Steve if you do have those questions or concerns before you take any action at 913-685-3207. That's 913-685-3207. Steve, my friend, stay safe and uh, I'll talk to you in a couple weeks and we'll see how things are going. Sounds great. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate your time here on the Retirement Pilot Podcast with Steve Hoover, financial coach at Wealth Partners Corporation, and we'll see you next time. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.